millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey. This is Misty, and this is Lattes and Legends. Good afternoon-ish. It is Saturday where I am, and this will be released on Sunday. I got a little excited because I had a lot of extra time today, which I never have, so I decided to go ahead and record this one since I will be on a camping trip next weekend, so... Um, I wanted to do a couple of shout outs first before we talk about today's legend. Um, the guys at Bring on the Weird, Eli and Will, have been very supportive of me and my podcast. So you guys should go listen to that. Again, it's Bring on the Weird. They have a moon landing episode that I just listened to, which really had my mind wandering about things. So go listen to that. Also, all the new Facebook followers, likes, all the new Instagram and Twitter followers and likes. Thanks guys so much. It means a lot. My one listener in Ireland, you're the best. Tell your friends in Ireland. Be awesome. Um, and also the second vanilla latte of the day. So I had a little cup of coffee this morning at the farmer's market when I went shopping. And then I was working on research for this legend. And so I had another vanilla latte at that coffee shop. And then I went to my other favorite coffee shop. And guess what? Yes, that's right. I have another vanilla latte. I have a slight problem with coffee, if you haven't noticed. So this will probably be my last cup for the day. Unless something magical happens and a random vanilla latte gets thrown at me, which would be amazing. All right, so enough of me babbling on about coffee. Here we go with this. So um, I got some sources for you. 
aminoapps.com, thoughtcatalog.com, onlyinyourstate.com, which has become one of my personal favorite websites. And that's right, good old standby Wikipedia. So today I am talking about um, an urban legend that comes out of Colorado. It is nowhere near me, so that's good to know. Um, but it is near Denver. And this urban legend is considered one of Colorado's creepiest urban legends. And I'm about to tell you why. Hold on, let me sip my coffee first. Perfect. All right, so many consider the drive to a northern part of Colorado basically like driving into the gates of hell. This road is infamous for the legends and hauntings that it holds or supposedly holds. Um, it's called Riverdale Road, and it is near Thornton, Colorado. And Thornton is in the northeastern part of the Denver Aurora Broomfield area, and it's about 10 miles north of Denver. I know so little about that side of the state, so that's about all I can give you on that. So Riverdale Road is considered one of the most haunted roads in this part of Colorado. The road has the set of rusty iron gates, which have been called the gates to hell. So the story goes like this. The man who built the gates on this road completely lost his mind once the road and the gates were finished. So what does a man do when he loses his mind? That's right. He ends up burning down his mansion while his entire family was sleeping. This sounds to me a little bit like uh, um, Amityville, that guy, that family, except not with a burning house, but with shooting. Yeah. Anyway, enough babbling. The super crazy part of this story is that he was never found, so therefore he was never put on trial or put in jail for what happened to his family. But with any story about a family dying comes, that's right, a ghost story. So one of the first things people have claimed to see on Riverdale Road is a woman who's walking up and down the road and she's wearing white. It is assumed that she is the wife of this man and that she is either looking for her children or she's looking for him to get revenge. Ooh, I hope it's the latter because I would love to see that. So, um, usually she appears in a rear view window of a car as people are driving down the road. There have been many reports of seeing this woman um, and I've read a lot on this urban legend and I think it's about 50, 50 of people that say, yes, I've seen it. And people are like, no, I've never seen it. And I drive on that road all the time. So just like any urban legend, there's always a little skepticism. All right. So the next part of the string of urban legends about this road is about the joggers on this road. So, um, Apparently, this road is really popular for walkers, joggers. They like to incorporate it as part of their workout every day. So there's lots of 
blind curves and blind corners on this road. So it could be very dangerous for not only drivers, but also joggers. Um, there was one jogger that was driving and he was hit by a car on Riverdale road. It was said, it is said that he haunts the road. And so when people are, are walking or they're taking a jog on the road, they can actually hear, um, his footsteps, like he's jogging and they can hear heavy breathing and they can also hear a very loud heartbeat as if someone is exercising and getting really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're exercising and they're getting just, you know, overworked and they're breathing hard and they're working out. So people have claimed that they could hear that. Uh, 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 people that are driving on Riverdale Road say that they've actually felt something bump into their car. And so when they stopped to see if they hit an animal or anything, there was nothing there. And they've also, there have also been drivers that have said um, they've felt someone try to open their car door. And when they stopped again, nothing was there. Um, there are lots of abandoned houses and buildings on this road. And so you can actually see fresh, fresh graffiti on these buildings. And a lot of people say it's satanic graffiti and there, there's just a lot of, uh, devil worship and witchcraft that happens on Riverdale road. And that's part of the reason that people feel there's a curse. Um, others have seen ghosts hanging in the trees. Hmm. So... These ghosts are supposed to be the ghosts of the slaves that were hung in trees in the area. So Colorado, although not in the South, is also known for having slaves back in the day. And there were many homes that had slaves on Riverdale Road, lots of plantations and such. Um, there are stories that these slaves were abused and some were killed by being hanged hanged, hung, I don't know, in trees. These are cottonwood trees, which are pretty popular in Colorado. So the legend is that they were often killed and they would hang from these cottonwood trees. And if there's a full moon out, the dead slaves can be seen hanging and swinging side to side from the trees. Yikes. All right, you guys want some blood? Got that for you. There's a spirit of a young kid, I think it's a boy, that plays along Riverdale Road. He was hit by a car on his way to school. And there have been reports saying that he will walk up and down the road at night and he'll play. And he puts his bloody handprints on the street sign. He wants everyone to see him. He wants everyone to know he's there. The thing about that is, um, in the morning, people can't see the bloody handprints. So whenever they've been seen, it's only been at night. Um, okay, speaking of cars, do you guys like bitching Camaros? Because I have a story about a bitching Camaro. And if anybody gets that reference, I'll love you forever. So, if you're driving your bitchin' Camaro down Riverdale Road, you better watch out. So, this road 
is known for quite a few urban legends. Many people say that the reason it has so many urban legends and deaths and ghosts and what have you is because of the blind curves, the blind corners, the lack of safety on this road. So there was one fatal accident here that happened to a driver in the 1970s who was in his, you guessed it, bitchin' Camaro, bitchin' Camaro. He was driving way too fast, and the blind corner ended up being his demise. So drivers on a Riverdale road have reported seeing a Camaro getting behind them and challenging them to a race. It will speed up. It will try to get on their bumper, and it will do anything it can for them to race it. Well, we all know how the guy in the bitch and Camaro ended up. So if you're driving down Riverdale Road and you see a Camaro get behind you with one working headlight, don't give in. It's the ghost bitching Camaro. Um, and it's also said that when the drivers do not show the car that they are going to race, it just disappears. Cool. Um, the next part of this urban legend reminded me of a couple of things. It reminded me of the movie The Hitcher, I believe. I think it came out in the 80s. I just remember watching it with my mom and my sister. And it's about this lady that picks up a hitchhiker or doesn't. I don't remember. But anyway, like this hitchhiker is a ghost or a monster or a demon, I believe. And like his line in the movie is, thanks for the ride, lady. I remember watching that and praying to whomever would listen at the time that my mom never picked up a hitchhiker because it scared the ever-living shit out of me. Um, and there's also, I think, a Twilight Zone called The Hitchhiker, Twilight Zone episode called The Hitchhiker. And that is about a lady that is driving from point A to point B, and she keeps seeing this guy in a rearview mirror, and she gets freaked out. Yeah, you guys should look these up if you're into this kind of stuff. I love the Twilight Zone, so I'll watch it over and over and over again. Anyway, there's um, a hitchhiker on Riverdale Road, too. So, um, you know, it's not always safe to pick up hitchhikers. In some states, it's illegal. When I moved to Colorado, I discovered that hitchhiking is not illegal, which, I don't know, it just scares me that strangers want to get into strangers' cars. Um, but then there's the whole Uber and Lyft idea, or taking a cab, and you are a stranger getting to a stranger's car. So, technically, you're paying to hitchhike, I guess, which also kind of freaks me out. But that's, I don't know, that's for me to tell my therapist. So anyway, this hitchhiker is a woman. And guess what? She's also wearing white. So she shows up at night. And when you pick her up and ask her to get in your car, she sits down in the passenger seat or the back seat, wherever. And then she disappears which many people that have reported seeing her are like, so why did she get in my car? Like, why is she hitchhiking? 
Is she trying to take something from me? Is she looking for somebody? All of these questions come up, which again kind of freaks me out. But also, don't pick up hitchhikers. Okay? Just don't do it. So, I think this might be the last part. Yeah, so this is the last urban legend about Riverdale Road. So another urban legend is that there are shapeshifters along Riverdale Road. Right, so shapeshifters. They pretty much scare me um, to death because I do believe that they are real. But again, we'll get into that another time. I have never seen one, mind you, but... I don't feel that, I don't think they're not real. Does that make sense? I think they're real in, in different cultures and lore. And I do think they're real. So they're most common in Native American lore and legends. And they're also known as skinwalkers. Um, they are a type of witch that can transform into an animal. So Riverdale Road, being in Colorado, runs along a lot of native land. Um, a lot of people say it's hollowed ground, and a lot of people say there's a Native American burial site either on the road, nearby, part of the road, any of any of those locations. So, for hundreds of years, it's been said that skinwalkers roam the land and even the road. So these skinwalkers are known to play tricks on drivers. So if you are on Riverdale Road, it's important to be careful what you see. If you pick up anything, if you see a wounded dog or a deer, I don't know, any of those things. So just be leery of where you are driving when you're on Riverdale Road. Um, there are a lot of rumors that... There is a Native American burial ground there, and the road runs right through it. And so the building of this road pissed a lot of spirits off. Um, some people are really adamant about how they've seen ghosts here. Then there's other people that are very adamant about how all this is a bunch of hooey. So like I said, I do live in Colorado, but I do not live anywhere near Riverdale Road, nor have I been on Riverdale Road. I have just put in a lot of research on it, and uh, it is fascinating to me. I did read one quote that I will close this part of the episode on, and that is that um, some people said that the only scary part of Riverdale Road is the traffic. Didn't. So I'm moving slightly a bit from Colorado to Georgia. And the reason I pick this story is because I actually went to college at this college. So I just want to say thanks to the following sources, hauntedrooms.com, BuzzFeed, Barry.edu, hauntedplaces.org, Ranker, and oh yes, Reddit. Oh yeah, and my friend Wikipedia got a little bit of action on this one too, but not much. So the reason I picked Barry College is because I know a lot about it. I went to college there with my sister, and um, 
Hmm. Long story short, we are twins. We have weird things in common, like twins do. We're identical. We feel things that a lot of other people don't feel. We're very open to spirits and all that stuff that people think is a bunch of crap. But, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. That's why I do this. So Barry College, to give you some background, is in Rome, Georgia, or Mount Barry, Georgia. It's um, North Georgia, and it's close to Chattanooga, Tennessee. It sits on 27,000 acres. Um, it has 88 miles of trails. It has two nesting eagles, lakes, ponds, and just a lot of fucking deer. They're everywhere. Deer, skunks, huh. Wildlife. That's the first place I ever got sprayed by a skunk. But that's another story for another day. So campus is set up with a main campus that has dorms, classroom buildings, um, dining hall, stuff like that. And then there is the other side of campus, which is called the Castles, which was also called Chastity Castle when I was there. I'll let you think about what that means. Um, and that's where there's just um, women's dorms only in the Lower campus where I lived was men's and women's dorms. Um, there's a reflection pool up there at the castles. And then there is a road called Stretch Road that goes up to the mountain campus. So that's a long, dark road. So Ford Hall is up with the castles. And there's a story about Ford Hall being haunted. I'll give you the story on this, and then I will tell you a little bit of what my sister and friends and I did when we heard the story. So, um, it is said that during the Second World War, um, a girl got a letter from her, or a letter saying that her boyfriend was killed in the war. She was heartbroken, so she went up the stairs to the Ford Hall. And that is where she hung herself. So the castles on Barry campus always were interesting to me because they were beautiful. The architecture, the just the old feeling of something else was there. Um, it was really captivating to me. So the first time I went up to Ford Hall, I think I was with my sister and a few friends. Um, if you're listening and you were with me, please correct me on this story if you went the first time I went, which doesn't tell you much. So um, we wanted to check it out. So the stairs that lead up to the store are open. They're outside stairs. So we went up the stairs. We're all kind of standing on the stairs, kind of just perched there, figuring out, all right, this door's locked and barricaded. You can't see in it. What should we do? So in, you know, this few seconds that we're standing there, I personally felt a cold breeze. Um, one of my friends heard a woman crying. Um, one friend felt someone tugging at her skirt. And then I felt someone petting my hair. Um, 
immediately, and this was in daytime, guys. This was probably like three in the afternoon, two in the afternoon. Um, we immediately were like, um, this is weird and this is happening. And wow. Um, yeah, that happened. So, um, we slowly walked down the stairs. One of my friends actually said goodbye to the girl as if, you know, we opened up something and we wanted to close it. Um, but still to this day, I think about that first time going up there all the time. So then another little fun hike I went on in Barry was on the Triple C Road or CCC Road. It's called different things. I'll so call it Triple C Road. Um, so there's a bridge. There's a couple of bridges there. So this road leads from old campus to new campus. And when you are walking through this part of campus, you cross seven different bridges and you can count them. Um, and then when you get to the end of the seventh bridge, um, you can definitely feel some cold breezes. Uh, you can feel light touches and nothing's there. When you turn around, you don't cross seven bridges. You cross six. So immediately when I heard this story, I'm like, oh, we're going, we're doing this. And guess what? It's true. There are seven bridges when you go one way and there are six when you come back, which is really, really, really fucked up, you guys. Like, what? Where? Where's the other one? What? What happened? You know, like I just don't to this day. I don't understand where it is. What happened to it? It's just weird. Um, but there's also a cemetery over there, um, which I did check out, and I didn't feel anything other than just cemetery type souls wandering about. Just kind of stuff I feel on a regular basis. Now that's freaky, but like I said, I'm a twin, and I'm really open to these kinds of things. So I feel like I feel that stuff pretty much every day, but not to the capacity that I felt it when I was at Barry. Um, but the cemetery, apparently you can hear music and you can hear people crying. Um, and you can even hear people walking in the grass. So I don't know. I, I checked it out. I'm a big fan of cemeteries. If you haven't noticed. Um, yeah. So that's the, the seven slash six bridges. Um, lastly, this is my all-time favorite urban legend. This is the urban legend of the Green Lady. First story I heard when I got to school at Barry. I think even my freshman mentor might have told me this story at my orientation, and I was just like, this is the coolest school of all time. So this is the Green Lady. And this takes place on Stretch Road, which is the road that goes from main campus to mountain campus. Um, there's no telling how many uh, friends and I tried to go up up there and do this. And definitely felt like some things happened when we did it. Um, they've definitely stuck with me. They were not as um, dramatic that, as some people say, but I'll get into that in a second. So... 
there's two or three different tellings of this story. So the first one says there was a girl who drowned in, around the 1930s in a creek near Stretch Road. Um, and then others say that she was a girl run over by her boyfriend's car. And the other version of this urban legend says the green lady is the spirit of Lindsay Elizabeth Will. Um, she was at Barry as a student until 1988 when she died on Stretch Road. She was killed in a bicycle accident. So her and her boyfriend, they always went out riding their bikes on Stretch Road. And one night they got in this huge fight um, around sunset, I think I read the stories. So she rode off in another direction and she was like, I need to calm down, get out of my face. So it was really, really dark when her boyfriend decided to turn around to find her. Well, darkness equals people can't really see well at night. So they collided in the dark and she suffered a severe head injury that actually killed her on stretch road. So let's talk about the green lady. Um, I think the first time I went up with friends, we stopped at a certain point of stretch road, um, turned off the car lights, rolled down the windows, and someone said something about Green Lady come in or something. I don't remember. This sounds totally like a Bloody Mary legend. I don't remember. So one of my friends said they felt something touch them. One friend said she saw red eyes in the rearview mirror. I personally just felt something cold and I was really, really, really freaked out. I really didn't want to summon a spirit or anything. And so I think that's why I was so freaked out. Um, but yeah, so that's the urban legends of Barry College in Rome, Georgia, and the urban legends of Riverdale Road in Thornton, Colorado. I hope you guys are having an amazing Sunday, or whenever you listen to this. Um, be sure to listen probably Wednesday. I'm going to put out another one, and Friday I'll put out another one. Like I said, I have a lot of time on my hands this weekend, so I'm going to record up a little. Um, so when I take my little sabbatical for the weekend, you guys will have something to listen to. And I won't have to be stressed out about recording an episode. So enjoy your day, evening, what have you, and uh, escalator. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 